0: Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready, ready for him to come and take us back to that place he's been preparing for his born again people. Dove Schwartz here with a message I shared at Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship, our new church plant in Pearland, bordering Houston, Texas. Come visit us sometime at Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship where I teach the Bible line upon line, chapter upon chapter, book upon book, through the entire Bible. You can learn more at my website watchtherefore.tv, again watchtherefore.tv. And now let's hear a line upon line teaching from the Lord's Word. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. And before we get started, I would like to invite you to church. If you're in the Houston area or visiting the Houston area, come visit us at Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship where I'm the pastor. We would love to see you there. Now, having said that, we continue in our teaching in the book of James. And here's a question. Do you know that this generation is supercharged to sin yes this generation is supercharged to sin and we'll see that but hallelujah where sin has abounded god's grace has abounded all the more pray with me oh father in heaven in messiah jesus name thank you for all of our precious viewers who are watching and thank you for saving us and if there's one watching who's not yet saved Please say them today and bless our viewers. Thank you, Holy Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Well, James chapter 1 tells us that this book was initially written to Jewish believers in Messiah Jesus who were scattered abroad, but we know that this book also extends to all disciples, Jew and Gentile, in Messiah Jesus. Even today. So we're in chapter four now, beginning in verse one. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Here is the nature, the sin nature of selfish man, selfish pleasure reigns supreme, especially in our generation. I mean, look at this generation properly through the lenses of Romans chapter one verses eighteen through the end of the chapter. On your own time, go take a look at that, which cross references perfectly with Second Timothy chapter three. The final generation of this age. Notice in a moment when we look at this that Paul says in the last days perilous times will come. We are in the last now of the last days. This Second 2 Timothy chapter 3 generation. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Having read this, consider as we look again at these passages that James is talking to these Jewish believers he's writing to and us, we who are born again all over the world. I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus, but what I mean is we contemporary disciples of Messiah Jesus all over the world. If these James is writing to in his day are behaving this way, how much more would those in church today have these same problems? Much worse in this 2 Timothy 3 generation. And that's what we're seeing in church today. Now, before I go forward, let me say, as I have said before, there are still really good churches and really good pastors out there. There are fewer and further between in this Second Timothy 3 generation. Yes, verse 3 says they were, they were asking wrongly that they might spend it on their pleasures. You know what that sounds like? that sounds like money. That sounds like money. So I want to talk to American Christians for a moment. We have an advantage that most around the world don't have and have never had historically like we have it. It's called a reserve currency. The dollar has been so strong and it has had such a a valuable reputation that over the last many decades, America has been able to rack up 31, 32 trillion dollars of debt by just going and printing up more of them and spending it. And people value that piece of paper like it's money <laughs> with a great value. Real, really? How long can this go on? Do you know what one trillion is? Oh, folks, go look into this. But what have we done with this benefit that we've had? To have a standard of living and have a currency that has given us such value and spending ability. What have we done with it? Well, do you know the average Christian, I read this recently, spends pennies, about a penny a day on missions, about a a penny a day on getting the gospel out and seeing people get saved. So what have we done with that money if it's not spending it on people getting saved and, and getting the gospel spread around the world? Well, we've bought houses, bigger houses, newer cars, boats, nicer things Right, and what do you see happening right now? The dollar's value is diminishing quickly And I've learned something if money is your problem. God can take your problem away from you Okay, and and so we in the church in this generation sadly fit perfectly and, and I bear witness, and the word of God bears witness against us. Yes. And, and, and so, uh, James 4, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 again. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. We so need to hear this today. The wrong pleasure desires in our members come from what the Bible calls the flesh, the old sin nature the nature that wars against the Spirit of Christ that is in we who believe in Messiah Jesus. We'll see that more uh, in a little bit. But he speaks of, it speaks of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of this life. Murder, covetousness, fighting, and still cannot get. James says you don't have because you don't ask the Lord and or you ask motivated by the lust of the flesh. And here is the core of the problem. Are you ready? It's an identity issue that comes right back to the name of this program, Watch Therefore. Instead of a betrothed bride waiting for the groom, King Jesus, to come for us and take us back to that place he's been preparing for us, so much of today's church is an adulteress looking for love in all the wrong places to get their fleshly desires fulfilled instead of watching for him to come for us. And so many have put themselves at enmity with the Lord. You see, if we hang out with the Lord's enemies, we then put ourselves at, enemy, at enmity against Him. Yes, James 4, 4-6. through 6. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the Scripture says in vain the Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? So, This is why some professing Jesus want nothing to do with the rapture. Why? They love their sin and this evil world. 1 John 5, 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But remember the faithful, wise, blessed servant And the evil servant of Matthew 24. I'm going to read a bunch of verses here. Stay with me. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant. Whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing, assuredly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master's delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him, at an hour that he's not aware of, and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth." You know what it makes me want to do? makes me want to watch Therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. I'll be right back. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the Master to come and doing what the Master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear Him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1:16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first with our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself. We're working through our Israeli believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry poured out for the nations where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and poured out for the nation's newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. Oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for for our prayer partners and what you're giving into. For those who sow financially into this ministry. And I want to talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I want to say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great Savior Jesus, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God. If this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms through which you can give. Our Watch Therefore television ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv, and also through the post through snail mail, at our P.O. Box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember, today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. Welcome back to this episode of the program Watch Therefore. We're in this teaching series in the book of James. I'm going to review, read verses 1 through 4, and then we'll go into 5 and 6. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And now verses 5 and 6. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. This verse 5, jealousy, it's not the jealousy of man in that it's purely righteous jealousy. Yes, our Savior he bought us the bride of Christ, the church. He bought us with his precious blood. He's gone to prepare a place for us, his bride. And, and what's the bride to be doing? She's to be making herself ready for the groom, his anytime return. That's the rapture, folks. That's what we're supposed to be looking for. Yes, Matthew 24:36, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And then down to John 14 another perfect cross reference. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. Again, what's the bride to be doing? Another perfect cross-reference. 1 John 3, Beloved, now we're children of God, and it's not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. We are to be purifying ourselves like the bride, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ in the rapture. And James, he warns them, he's writing to, and us today, do not be an adulterous disciple of Messiah Jesus. And he tells his churches, do not be an adulterous church. And we see this, let's look at this again. Or do you think that the scripture says, in vain the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace To the humble, though jealous over us. And when we go into this uh, situation of hanging out with the Lord's enemies, he still gives grace. He still gives grace. Think of this through the book of Isaiah, Israel shaking their fist in God's face, sinning so many different ways. And, And it says throughout Isaiah, but his hand was outstretched still. That's repeated through the book of Isaiah. And then in Ezekiel, the captives of Judah, the southern tribe of Israel, after the Babylonian captivity where the Lord used Babylon to judge uh, adulterous Israel, yes, or Judah, more specifically, the southern kingdom of Israel, Judah. Here's what he says in Ezekiel. Think of this. Then those of you who escaped will remember me among the nations where they are carried captive because I was crushed By their adulterous heart, which has departed from me, and their eyes which play the harlot after their idols, they will loathe themselves for the evils which they committed in all their abominations. Do you see, folks? This is a love story. God is love. And today's modern church and so many church people have crushed his heart. Oh Oh, we don't want to crush his heart. We we want to thank him and live a life that shows him we appreciate and love God the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Today, though our Savior Jesus has been so mistreated by so much of what has become the adulterous modern church, by the Holy Spirit, he still dispenses grace and draws near to the humble humility produces a heart that can agree with the lord about our sin and will facilitate us turning from it working with the lord him granting us repentance and us us repenting but what do we need humility before the lord born again disciple of messiah jesus here's the way to get close to Abba, Father God. Oh, I pray that you're paying attention. Here is the cure for worldliness that is so needed today. We need to be humble before the Lord and receive His grace. Listen to these passages. Therefore, submit to God Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So please look with me at these action items from these passages I just read. Here they are. 1. Submit to Abba Father. 2. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 3. Draw near to Abba Father in Messiah Jesus' name. 4. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. 5. Lament, mourn, and weep over your sin. 6. The world is belly laughing its way into hell. Instead, mourn over your sin. 7. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And what? He will lift you up. You see, folks, that's what he wants to do. He wants to lift you up. So we have to do our part, which is to position ourselves for grace. And these action items tell you exactly, you and me, exactly how to do that. Maybe the first place for you to start is that first repentance where you get saved. Where you say, I've sinned against God, and I need to repent. I need to change the direction I'm going, and turn about face, and go towards God. And realize that God the Father sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to live a sinless life, because He loves me. That He might be the acceptable payment for my sins. And that Jesus the Lord would willingly, and in love, love for the Father, wanting to get us back from the slave market of sin and loving us enough to agree with the Father to go do this, to take our punishment on the cross, that when those nails went through his hands and feet and the, the innocent blood of our Savior Jesus was pouring down that cross, that was him demonstrating his love toward us. God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us, but hallelujah, he didn't stay in the grave. On the third day, he rose from the grave. And what does he want you to do? Repent and believe in this gospel. The good news I just share with you that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for your sins. And if you'll do that, if you'll call upon his name now, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Save me, Lord Jesus. Help me to repent and turn away from my sins. Oh, he's saving you right now if you're doing that. And if you're doing that, Contact us. We have a free brochure called How to Begin My New Life in Christ. Oh, we'd love to get that to you. Will you contact us? This is the time in this supercharged for sin generation where sin has abounded, grace has abounded all the more. Will you cry out to our Savior Jesus? And for everyone who's watching, humble yourself and do these action items yourself. I do these things. I look at these things regularly and get before God and and make things right as I know. Why? Because now is the time, more than ever, to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any Such a blessing to be with you today on the program Watch Therefore. If you would like this program to stay on the air, please consider financially partnering with this radio ministry. You can do so at our website, watchtherefore.tv. Again, watchtherefore.tv. Or by post, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588, which you can also find on our website. Again, if you're in the Houston area, Join us at our new church plant, Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship. Our services are Sunday morning at 1030 and Wednesday evening at 630. For more information, go to watchtherefore.tv. And remember to watch therefore and be ready.